This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground, up and running, and sounding great. Professional podcast production at extremely affordable rates. Do yourself a favor if you're thinking about doing a podcast, but you don't really have a whole lot of time to manage the editing, the posting of the show, and making it sound as good as possible. Uh, go to prettyeasypodcast.com because they'll help you do it at a great rate, and it doesn't matter what your show's about. It could be a sports show, a food show, business. It could be a show about extremely rare birds. Doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com, and they'll help you get your show off the ground, up and running, and sounding great today. Whatever your passion is, Pretty Easy Podcast is ready to help you enjoy it even more. Everybody has a podcast these days, right? Get in on the fun and go to Pretty Easy Podcast dot com today or just email them to get started at pretty easy podcasts at gmail.com pretty easy podcast making podcasting uh well pretty easy this is the future this is not the past the new xfl will kick off in 2020 what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of April 28th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week, we're talking significant dates, drafts, training camps, and more football tech. This is episode 66, team number nine. And we have some really fun stuff to talk about, Oliver Luck. Uh, gave some information at last week's St. Louis press conference with the new coach, Jonathan Hayes. Of course, we had the week from having two coaches to having none this week. We kind of saw that coming. It is the NFL draft after all, and we're going to incorporate that into today's program. But busy week for us, Bryant. Lots of stuff on the Patreon we've been getting done and a lot of focusing on this NFL draft and how it affects the XFL. I'm going to want some unique predictions from both of you on today's episode if you're ready to, to dive into all that craziness that comes with predicting the future. It's it's an interesting concept, Alan, where you say how how the NFL affects the XFL, and and although they're separate entities, I think every move the NFL makes is going to affect the XFL in some way. Starting with the draft, you know, the, the players going to be taking that the XFL have been looking at. Who doesn't get taken that the XFL can maybe grab? It, it, it starts today where the XFL is watching every move the NFL does and vice versa because this is this is this is now this is it this is the time where the XFL now begins its quote unquote competition with the NFL. Yeah, we're not science guys, Jake, but I know that every action has an equal or opposite reaction. So this this NFL draft, it's huge. Look at 200,000 people in Nashville definitely will be affecting the XFL this week. Yeah, they're going to be putting together a formula, uh, crafting a thesis to see, you know, if it's all going to work <laughs> out. Uh, first of all, how do you know? How can you count two hundred thousand people 
in Nashville. That, that's what I want to know. Well, because Roger Goodell was there and he's going one, two, three foot with his finger. He's. he's I mean, did they have one. like those those gates that you got to walk through to get to the subway that would count people don't, or just people standing so. there with clickers at the corners of every street? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, maybe. Say that. There's got to be some sort of head counter. I don't know. That's not what we're talking about, though, this week. Maybe on the Patreon, which has been chock full of goodness. Uh, if you want extensive NFL draft coverage, it's there. If you want uh, some bonus XFL content, it's there for free. I did a write-up this week. How about that? Six NF- XFL head coaches so far, and I kind of just gave my quick, really shallow thoughts on each one of them, initial thoughts. And uh, I didn't rank them, though, because I know I'm not allowed to do that yet, Brian. That's for a future uh, what episode, a bonus episode, or... A blog we well, yeah, what, potentially. Yeah, once we get all eight coaches, I think we'll throw that back up there as a potential bonus episode. Uh, next week, we got to do our bonus episode for the month of – what month are we in right now? April. So that that's coming up next week. But, yes, Alan, you wrote a, a, fr- a free article for everyone to go and check out. Tell your friends about it. Jake's up this week. Jake, have you, are you going to let the cat out of the bag this time or are you going to not? Never. I, I yeah, never let the cat out of the bag. And don't forget about uh, all the content Vidman putting out there. You know, he has the uh, – the mock draft that he put up there. And, and if you're still wondering why a player was taken, where go take the, take a look at that. A lot of great stuff out there and, and bonus conversations, Alan, that we've been having. It's, it's been a good time. We are committed to a long-term vision. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. We're committed to giving more content for sure. So we did this week, had a lot of fun. And uh, after last week's show and all the Patreon content, lots of great feedback from everybody, all of you great listeners. And of course you patrons on the Patreon at XFL show is the social media handle that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we got good reaction last week. We talked about the two new head coaches uh, and we also, you know, got people saying uh, great hires, bad hires, lot, lots of mixed bag with both coaches in New York and St. Louis at Sean Harad show on Kevin Gilbride had an interesting one said, I can't like a sucker who buddy Ryan punched. He is definitely not New York material. And that's referring to once upon a time. Yes. The legendary buddy Ryan did one time Cole clock, uh, Kevin Gilbride, Jake. So, um, I guess if you're a fan of the Ryans, you probably don't like Kevin Gilbride. Yeah, you know, you can't please them all. But if that team puts together a winning record, I'm pretty sure everything will be forgotten. Winning solves everything. It does. It's gonna, you're going to like Kevin Gilbride if you're a New York fan and uh, he's winning the XFL championship in 2020, I'm sure. Uh, other good uh, stuff on social media this week. Uh, at Concept Leagues, cool Twitter uh, has been doing pretty cool work Uh putting out, um, you know, uh, concept art, I would guess you would call it, of potential uh, XFL team logos and helmets and whatnot. And this week I caught one on Twitter, guys, and I sent you the link. And it's a team for Houston, and he called them the Houston Roughnecks, if you looked at it. I like the name, and I definitely dig the skull with the star in the middle of of the forehead. Good job by concept leagues. We'll see in a month or so if that's the actual name of the Houston team. Yeah. My, my favorite thing is the, uh, the oil dripping on, on the shoulders and around the logo. Now, now what about this Houston hurricanes logo? How did this sneak in there? I, I don't know, but I'm not for Houston hurricanes. I don't Just, think that's what you yeah. want to name it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I understand Miami, you know, yeah. or, or, but you get, I, you get, you get them there. You get it, but the tropical storms are, are there, you know, they, they don't get, upgraded as much in Houston as they do in other parts of the country. But also, uh, I like originality. Roughnecks is cool. 
Uh, I like this. You're right. The subtle reference to the Oilers is really nice. Uh, what do you think, Bryant, of the Houston Roughnecks concept art? I mean, the 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 actual art being put together looks really good. I, I don't think the name is is in contention. You don't like it? No. Uh, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't think it's in contention. So, but it is. You know, and looking at some of these other ones that he's that, that this Twitter handle concept leagues has done. I mean, there's the LA Extreme. He's got the Dallas Toros. There's some pretty cool stuff on here. I like how fans are excited, and I think that's the most important thing you got to take out of this is that people are uh, excited to have this, uh, and there's taking the time to do these things, whether it be for fun or, or to show off their art skills. But uh, you know, the one I think I like the most is the Tampa Bay Sharks because I think that was the name of the of the team on any given Sunday, right? Wasn't that Jamie Foxx's team? Yeah, they, well, they were in Miami, but yeah, yeah, you're right. That was the any given Sunday team, and then I think he he at the end of it. Spoiler alert. For a movie that's twenty years old, didn't he go to? They played in the New Mexico, <laughs> the new franchise in New Mexico. I think I don't know, but uh, no XFL team in New Mexico. But I love the the Sharks one. I love the Roughnecks logo. I love the the idea that some people are coming up with. But come on, Concept Leagues, give us a Dallas Y'all logo. That's what everybody wants. We want the Dallas Y'all. I do like the 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 Seattle Stags. I, mean, I always wanted to go stag to a football game. Uh, I've done it. It's fun, and uh, but you know Seattle is the Sasquatches, Brian. We've gone over this. <laughs> really cool. I want to say though, every time someone uh, responds to anything uh, from us, or especially from the the official XFL league uh, Twitter account. Uh, is where I see a lot of it. The, the the things people react to the most are the team logos. That's you know any coaching announcement that comes out, and all the responses are are okay. But when's the team name and logo coming out? Everybody wants to know the team name and logo, and we just got to be patient because uh, legal battles and whatnot. I don't know if they're battles, but it's securing the rights, I guess, to these names is taking a while. But we're here in a, you know maybe a month or so, and we're going to finally get those. Second thing I hear most, Jake, or I see on social media, people responding uh, to the XFL. How about an XFL video game? A lot of gamers out there. Is that maybe it's just because it's they're on a computer already, and the gamers are always looking to game. But a lot of people asking for an XFL video game. Maybe I would say year two or three. Uh, I I think you want to hold off even longer, longer <laughs> than that. I mean, you you need uh, who would make it? Uh, you know, acclaims out of the game. Uh, 989 Sports, I, I don't think they're they're around anymore. You know, I took a couple computer classes uh, back when. You I, think I, you maybe, could put one together? I might put an – maybe I'll put an 8-bit game for everybody together. Maybe that's what I'll work on this summer for everybody. That'll be my little project for you XFL gamer fans. Uh, but thanks for all the interaction on social media, at XFL Show, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, we'll be uh, – We'll be putting out more content for you through social media as well, where you can see it and react to it there, especially, or our favorite way to, to interact with you is to hear you actually respond your voice. 724-565-4XFL on the XFL fan line. Love it. Whenever we get voicemails there. What's up football freaks. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Just want to tell you what's going on on our Patreon page. And we have so much for you there. It is the complete This Is The XFL Show experience because not only do you get this very program commercial-free 
and potentially a day early, you also get access to bonus shows, monthly bonus shows, full-length bonus shows, bonus content. Sometimes we just turn the microphones on and we have to react to news instantly. We've been doing that a lot more lately. So much fun we're having covering the XFL. And of course, if you love all football, we have the weekly. This is not the XFL show for you where we talk NFL, college football, and everything else. Pigskin. Especially this week with the NFL Draft. Lots of coverage there on the Patreon. A lot of free articles as well. If you just want to read the blogs, they're there for free on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash this is the XFL show. Please give to the Patreon now and get all the football you can handle. Without further ado, it's time to get into some of the news of the week. And we knew it wouldn't be a very busy week in terms of news, but there are a couple of things to talk here in this week's Cover 2. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. Starting with technology. Uh, I know it makes your head hurt a little bit, Jake. Brian, you love it. You can't get enough of it. And we already talked a little bit about what went down in Austin. Did we, did we mention that the official name of the XFL bringing these tech companies to Texas during the spring league. They called it the X-Lab. Did we mention that, Brian? I don't remember talking about the name X-Lab. No, I don't think we we ever mentioned X-Lab, although it's pretty... I'm kind of I'm sad that we didn't. Yeah, well, now we are, and it sounds like something out of a Marvel comic book. The X-Lab is what, what the XFL did with all these tech companies that were there for the spring league. And this was uh, via Sport Techie, a great article they put up about all the uh, companies that were there in Austin. And we already talked about one of them. I believe we talked about, ooh, I want to say it was Titan GPS with, yep. with the with the cool uh, interface they had of locating players. And that's apparently one that the XFL was very impressed with, with how GPS worked uh, pretty accurately with showing where players were and what they were doing on the field. But according to the Sport Techie article, uh, they there were a bunch of different uh, companies there and they were there for different reasons. So you had athlete performance monitoring management and and companies that were looking at that. You had Edge 10, Fusion Sport, Kinduct, Kitman Labs, Catapult Sports. Uh, uh, these are all focused on the monitoring and management. Then you had Connexon, Wemu Pro, Titan GPS. And uh, they're all about tracking and wearables, which we've talked about a little bit. And then you had Companies focused on biomechanics and motion capture tech. And then you had business and communication services, which I'm very interested in. And uh, you had a few companies focusing in on that. And all these companies were brought together into the X-Lab. Some of them are competitors. And the XFL said, hey, put your bayonets down and work together. And and we want to focus on the future of football. And they challenged these companies uh, to... Uh, come up with new ideas and how there could be added value to the game and the sport with their technology. And uh, I think it's really cool. And it's crazy to think that the XFL was kind of the uh, the mediator for all these companies to, to get together. This was like a big convention almost, Jake. And who knows, maybe the next great idea probably was born at, at this uh, at this meeting in in Texas. Well, it's probably easier for a a smaller startup league to attract uh, these other type of businesses, you know, to come there. Perhaps almost like pitching 
Uh, you know, it's kind of like the Shark Tank, you know, the, the X Lab, perhaps. It, it would be very difficult for, uh, you know, I'm just going to pick one here. Hawk, I, at least I would assume, very difficult for Hawk and Dynamics to get a one-on-one with, with the, the NFL league office and try to pitch something that they're working on. But you've you got a startup league like this. They're look, you know, there's really no bad ideas at this event. So that's why they're bringing everybody here. Yeah, and you Hawk know, and Dynamics, real quick though, isn't that isn't that from Stranger Things, Bryant? Isn't that the <laughs> isn't that the company? I don't let's, know. Let's table, sorry. Let's let's table that for another yeah. discussion, maybe on the Patreon. Uh, here here's the only thing I, I think there, there's a, there's a lot of companies on this list, and I understand you want people to work together, but coming from an industry where more brains sometimes equal just more friction. I'm wondering how the, the partnership went in it and how everybody seemed to work together, at least what they ended up getting out of it. Could they have gotten more out of it by inviting less of these companies? Um, but, a smaller you know, sample size, you're saying. I'm not saying smaller sample size, but you, when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, well, really you don't selective. make any decisions. Yeah, but but understanding that they want as broad of a of, of a research as they can, that, then I get it, and I understand why they did that, and and kudos to them for going through the process of, of actually getting all these things together and, and, and making the effort to, to see what's available out there and, and how they can improve the game in other ways that maybe some other leagues that tried to launch didn't really look at. It's really cool, I think, that the XFL was able to get these companies together. Who knows exactly what comes from it, but just the uh, forward thinking is great. And really, that is a huge thing in just – all of football. That's why how, why you see companies uh, like Pro Football Focus who do crazy amounts of analytic work that you know NFL teams are utilizing this data and they're ever they're all looking for one thing and that's more measurables on every minute detail when it comes to the game and, and that is going to help teams get advantages but also help fans in fantasy football and maybe add entertainment value and that's what they were doing with these companies in the xfl's x lab uh, looking for measurables on player movement and twitch and cuts on the field i mean jake imagine if you could you 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 could put a number to how fast a guy punched from the offensive tackle position it might make you know watching the draft a little bit more exciting because you could be like oh that guy, he's he beat Ivan Drago's punch on that in in Rocky Four. I mean, you could put the number to it. That might make it a little bit more entertaining for the fans. <laughs> and also, would, do you think this could ever look like the pause screen on a Madden video game, where it, you know everybody has numbers next to all their attributes? Uh, yes, very much so. Especially with how we saw that uh, sneak preview they gave of the Titan GPS interface. That's kind of what it looked like. You got. Numbers and little graphics everywhere. Uh, no partnership was officially announced, but we do know that the XFL, at least uh, social media on social media, tweeted out the Titan GPS um, uh, look or, or, or technology, and that was really cool. But a uh, really cool article by Sport Tech. You uh, highly uh, recommend that's if you're especially a nerd or into tech, read that and uh, think of the future of football. What possibly could happen. That might be a, that's a Patreon episode right there, Brian. We will we, we will just put on our, our we'll put on foil hats and we'll think of the craziest possibilities in the sport of football when it comes to tech. That that sounds like a that sounds like a good bonus episode, a good bonus uh, topic for next month to vote on at least. 
I might have to divert to you in terms of uh, the uh, the rundown for that type of episode. Um, but but you're right. No no partnership officially announced. But the XFL definitely looking to to reimagine the game, like we've said in the past. But this time, just using any avenue. And you're right. Like imagine a draft where we don't have to look at like his forty speed, but rather his, you know, like you said, punch speed or something like that. And I find it very interesting, by the way, that you've referenced a twenty year old movie and a well, like a forty-year-old movie in the same episode, but continue. Okay, what about this? I watch a lot of Black Mirror, so I I, I have a lot of ideas for how the tech could be incorporated. So there's a new a current reference for you, Brian. Are you happy? Black. I don't. I'm not too familiar with Black Mirror, but that's oh, fine. Def- gotta watch. It. Very good. Very good on Netflix. All right, part two of our cover two this week is uh well. The NFL draft is going on. It's actually in round number three as we put the show on right now. I got it on here in the background. Round one is in the books. And we know we've talked about how the end of this draft is really going to affect the XFL. But right now, let's make some predictions based on what we saw in round number one and how round number one might affect the XFL because I think there are all sorts of ways it can, especially if you think outside the box Jake, if you could come up with one, even it, it could be kooky, wacky prediction with how the XFL might be affected by the NFL's round one, the 2019 draft. Well, I'm glad you said that it could be kooky because uh, I, I got the kookiest r- right here, but I, I really think it could happen. Uh, all right. We, you know, we all know New York City is. I mean, you know, the, the three of us were there just a couple weeks ago. It's a different world, you know. Uh, really, never satisfied with their sports teams unless they win, they win the big one. And you know, to their credit, the New York Football Giants—they have done a, a pretty good job about that. Uh, you know, at least in the past ten years or so. Uh, you know, a lot of people were thinking Dwayne Haskins perhaps getting drafted to the to the uh, to the Giants, of course, he fell down about what ten picks later or something, going to uh, to Washington, and uh, the Giants taking a uh, taking Dan Jones from Duke, who apparently looks to be you know the next in line for whenever Eli says uncle or until you know he's forced out. So my big prediction is I think we're going to see Eli Manning in the XFL at some point. Oh, and that's that big star power. <laughs> I I don't think that's that far fetched. It makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, listen, a, a, a huge name. I was he a Super Bowl MVP? I can't. Probably. Yes. I can't remember that. And come on, listen. The way you laughing, Bryant. Eli Manning is at the tail end of his career in the NFL. When Daniel Jones, if and when he takes this spot from Eli Manning in New York. Is there going to be another NFL team that's going to want to bring Eli Manning in and pay him and, you know, to be a starter? Definitely not. Maybe a backup. Is Eli want, going to want to be a backup? I don't know. I don't think so. I think he might rather go hang out with his old coach, his old friend, Kevin Gilbride, in the XFL. It makes sense. Is it that far-fetched? Eli's making like $25 million. Why would he want to play for six years? He is one of the high. That is the big thing. <laughs> he is one of the highest paid players. He's actually, I think I saw this stat. He's made more money playing in the NFL than any player ever. Really? So maybe, yeah, so maybe, yeah, cumulative, all the contracts and all the money. But 
maybe that's the thing. Maybe Eli has made enough and maybe he's good enough with his money that he's going to say, all right, I'll take a pay cut and just continue to play and help this league. And maybe he's just doing it maybe, for a hobby. Either, yeah. You know, just, or just to see what he can do. I mean, let's sell it to Eli. Eli, think about it. You could be, you could be the Lombardi, uh, the, 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 the Jim Brown, the, the, you could have the, an award named after the building block of this league. You could, they will, they could name the championship after you, Eli. If you come to the XFL, actually, if I'm Eli, I'd make that a stipulation, Jake. I'd say, all right. You want to have an award name? All right. A plaque yeah. at the end of the season, give your name on it. Gentlemen, gentlemen, we are professionals. Are you wanting to do this fantasy thing this entire episode? This is ridiculous. He's not coming to the XFL ever. I, I think it could what happen. are we talking about? Why are we having this conversation about Never Eli? That's that. the one thing you got out of the first round is that Eli Manning is going to play for the XFL. Really? It's not that crazy. Oh, oh my God. God. All it takes is a little convincing. And and the will of Eli Manning, and we'll see. I'm, I, I'm I'm I like it, Jake. And I would say if I'm Eli, okay, name name it the Manning Trophy. No, name it the Eli the Eli Trophy, just so people don't think it's Peyton or it's the Trophy of Eli. If you're gonna do, if I'm gonna play along with this, it's the Trophy of Eli, and that's the championship. And then I'm and then I'm Eli, and I'm in the league. I like it. How about you, Bryant? Then if you're gonna make a prediction, how round one affects the XFL. How, how's it not going to be wild? Uh, here's here's if the XFL is paying attention. I'm not going to take it so much as a specific player, but if the XFL is paying attention to how the the NFL draft took place, and Alan, you're going to like this. It makes a certain position seem less important than any other one, which is the complete opposite of what I think the XFL needs to handle, and that is the wide receiver position. Marquise Brown was the first wide receiver taken in the first round at pick 25, and then we had one, I think, uh, was it Nikhil Harry at 32. Wide receivers are becoming almost an op- not an obsolete position, but something that people are not caring too much about. And, Alan, I think you can agree with that statement. But if you go back and look at the AAF, those receivers – they were bad, and not because they couldn't catch the ball. And, and and the XFL needs to take notice that if the NFL is going to start pushing wide receivers down the list because they're not as important, maybe I don't need to really draft a, a receiver in my top 20. The XFL needs to swoop in and pick some of these up um, because the better the receivers, the better the quality of the, of the play is going to be. I th- I think you're, you're coming on to something here because I don't think it's – the wide receiver position is not as important. I think it's really hit, you know, uh, it's peaked in terms of just the, the the way the game's gone. All the college offenses are churning out quality wide receivers, and there's just a huge crop of them for the NFL to choose from. And there are not, you know, g- generational, as they like to say these days, uh, talents at that position because it's really hard now to stand out at the wide receiver position because it's the rules are such where it's kind of easier to be good at that position now, really. I mean, you've got a lot of the rules are slanted towards that position uh, succeeding more than any other position on the field, I'd say. So it just, I think, opens the door for a lot of good wide receivers to be available to the XFL uh, should they choose to scout properly, which I don't think the AAF uh, did. And uh, there's there are good wide receivers out there. I don't think it's 
there weren't any there were a bunch of bad receivers and that's why you saw them go late in the NFL draft. I think you're right. The position is getting watered down and you need to be like Julio Jones to be, you know, a ridiculous uh, specimen of an athlete to get drafted really high. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of guys who are, you know, fast and have decent hands and uh that that's like a I, I I think a tell is what we got we saw in the first round. Then you're getting out there, Bryant. It, it's saying you know wide receivers might be there for the XFL in if they can develop them, uh, they can get some good high quality passing attacks throughout the league because there are a bunch of great wide receivers in college football these days. Yeah, exactly, Alan. And, and there is there is an it's important the of the play to a lot of the positions. And I, I think maybe we can even have this discussion on, on Patreon is what positions are the most important. Jake, you kind of alluded to who should be your tier one paid player a couple of months mm-hmm. back. Maybe we'll repost that just to, for this discussion. But I really feel like if the NFL is, and you're right, maybe they're not, maybe it's not so much that the position is being coming, becoming obsolete, but the player pool is diluted. The XFL needs to figure out a way to swoop in and get some of these quote-unquote diluted players and and try to get them over to the XFL because the AAF, you know, some of these quarterbacks would look a lot better if they had receivers that could actually catch a ball. Yeah, that was a really odd dynamic, the the passing games, but they were were coming on there at the end of that league's existence. So uh, it's all about the development and the coaching as well. We know the XFL is doing their damnedest to to make sure that's in place. Uh, The thing I saw in round one, of the NFL draft that might affect the XFL. I'm going to go back to players uh, specifically uh, that, you know, you brought up Dwayne Haskins, Jake, he goes to Washington and they had a guy in place, uh, you know, perennial backup and a guy who got coming off an injury, Colt McCoy. I mean, the way that guy's career is going, I would definitely not be surprised to see uh, him end up in the XFL uh, injury history now. Uh, getting phased out in Washington with Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins now. It's possible to see that player maybe become uh, someone the XFL could target and pursue. And, okay, this one's very outside the box, Brian. Don't get mad at me, but just just picture how beautiful of a story it would be if Ryan, the comeback of Ryan Shazier ended up happening in the XFL. The Steelers finally replaced him, moving up in the draft to uh, get Devin Bush. And now they, uh, you know, Ryan Shazier, he's 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 moving and running. Uh, I mean, he's probably never going to play again. I would bet. I hope he does. But would the NFL be the place he goes right into, or would it be the XFL? Could you imagine how great that would be for the player and the league? Uh, you know, everybody wants a feel-good story, and I would want nothing more than Shazier to to reinvent, you know, his football career, reignite it in the XFL. That I, w- I would never – this is a lot better than the Eli Manning conversation, I'll tell you that much. But you, you think this I, has a better chance than Eli Manning? I didn't say a better chance. I'm just saying that I would I would hope that something like this would happen. I mean, obviously I would hope that the Eli thing happens as well because it's just good for the XFL. But in terms of feel-good stories, uh, a great story of perseverance and, and comeback, of course, yeah, I would want to see Shazir in the XFL. Again, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, uh, and the strides that he's making is incredible, Jake. I'm sure you see some of those videos here and there. Um, but for him to ever play again is a long shot. But I, I'm sure the XFL would 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 welcome him with open arms. The comfort level that a league would have to have with him. 
to put him on the field after what he endured and gone and has gone through, it, it, it would just have to be a ton, you know, really even a, a startup league, someone that's looking to compete with the NFL, you, you know, you got to be careful. You can't, can't just take a guy that has name value, you know, even though, oh, I don't know, just, you know, what he went through. You don't want to see that ever happen on the field again, and especially not in your league if you say, okay. Player most likely, or you would bet on, we very slim chance any of them ends up in the league, but XFL bound, who'd you bet on? Eli Manning. Colt McCoy or Gronk? <laughs> so we already established that Gronk's probably going to be a, on a, a sideline reporter and a quote-unquote hype man for the crowd. Uh, I, I think your your money's definitely should be on Colt McCoy out of those three. Yeah, I, I didn't. Bring, I brought up Eli Manning, but I would say Colt McCoy. Yep, I'm liking Colt McCoy as well. Uh, let us know who you guys think. You listeners, you at you football freaks who you think uh, might end up in the XFL that's in the NFL right now uh, and how round one or any of the rounds in the NFL draft might affect the XFL uh, directly because it definitely will keep an eye out. We're, we're tomorrow, the end of the NFL draft, really paying close attention to that. And uh, we'll have more on that as well right here on next week's show. Hey, Brainiacs, it's Long Allen Ice-T, and this week's Brain Buster Radio, we are entering the Brain Buster Radio Funhouse. Bray Wyatt debuted a new Mr. Rogers gimmick, and we're going to have a whole lot of fun with it. Plus, we're going to talk the latest cool AEW news, double or nothing shaping up to be a wild night in Vegas, New Japan's Best of the Super Juniors, is announced that we know everything that's going to be happening in terms of the card for that big tournament. We talk all the wrestling on Brain Buster Radio, and we've been doing it since day one. Become a Brainiac today and subscribe to the show, Brain Buster Radio, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast gimmicks. Right now, it's time to get into our main discussion this week, and it's a few tidbits from Oliver Luck and some information that came out on some dates that we should be looking forward to it's this week's hot read blue 58 blue 58 go hey rick flair rick flair pepper flip caliber motown happy jolly drunk buster Burr, tiger i think he's got a hound too rodney i think Okie doke. Mark your calendars, everybody. We've got some dates to look forward to. First up, October, the XFL Draft. Oliver Luck was on the Brian Stoll Show on WGNU in St. Louis. During last week's presser, uh, Brian Stoll caught up with Oliver Luck and uh, put out on his radio show some of his conversation. And Oliver Luck said that October is the target month now, which he's kind of said before, but he said it will happen in October. We will be going after a pool of about 600 to 650 players who will, a lot of them, be cut from NFL teams in September. About 850 players get cut from NFL training camps in September. So most of the XFL signings will happen in October 
in what will be their draft, Jake? Uh, do we have any uh, specifics on uh, the draft format or if is this just going to be open to the public, anything like that? Nope, no word on yet no, if, uh, if, the, yet if the XFL is going to be taking over some city and cutting down all their trees to, <laughs> uh, to hold a big draft like the NFL did this week. All right, well, there, there's always time. But, uh, yeah, October, you, you got to think you're going to be a month into the NFL season already, so you're hoping to pick up a lot of the scraps uh, that those those clubs did not want on their roster. Which is why watch the NFL draft and circle some names because there will be players that get drafted, go to camp, get cut, don't be don't get picked up and put on practice squads, and they will be in the pool of six hundred and six fifty. Brian, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome to really if if you to really go deep into these uh, draft pools and the veteran pools of players and pick out who might be XFL bound uh, come September. We're going to kind of have like a whole month to look at, look and speculate at names. It's interesting because, you know, before players, when they were cut, had really no choice either to not play or uh, get on a practice squad. Well, now they have a second chance. They have a, a, a another choice, right? And they can join the XFL. Um, some of these, be careful with the word scraps, Trip, uh, Jake, because I feel like, I don't want to say they're scraps. A lot of these players oh, are make a team because these are, these are high caliber football players. Don't oh, get me wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, so to say that they're a team scraps, it just means they didn't fit the team's mold. They, these could be elite players in the XFL, given regular playing time, given some good coaching, the patience that the XFL will probably show to something that the NFL won't be showing. Yeah, let's just call them the runner-ups, maybe. That's, it, that's a little more... Uh, you know, they called Kurt Warner uh, the scraps once upon a time, Jake. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Remember that in September and October when we get to this XFL draft. The draft is the most exciting piece of this because I assume it's going to be some sort of snake draft. You're going to have to... Um, man, but the way the tiers work as well, it's going to be an interesting thing. And then we got another you know, development that we're about to talk about that... It's going to be interesting because you're going to have a lot of leftover players too, it sounds like. You're going to have 40 of them because Oliver Luck revealed that there will be a Team 9 in the league. Team 9 is basically the practice squad of the entire league or the developmental team or the G League, as Oliver Luck put it, referencing the NBA de- developmental league. So what will, there will be will, uh, 40 players on a, on a team that practices in Dallas – Every day, just like all the other teams, it'll be a team of 40 players that, that have their own coaches. They just will not be playing as one of the eight XFL teams because this is a practice team. This is a team full of reserve players, that, and this team is being created, Team 9, uh, because injuries happen, and you also want to develop players. So to have that, they have one team uh, for all the other eight teams to pick off of in case of injury throughout the season and that'll involve waivers and you know an order for which you get to pick and choose players but uh, it makes a lot of sense and it's what they did in nfl europe when oliver luck was in charge over there you know jake how about you go first because i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna tear this apart a little bit go ahead Jake. Uh, well i i don't think i really have much more to say about it other than (laughs) than what i said already it makes sense Uh, you need reserves 
Yeah, and I think that's what it is. It's not so much a um, ninth team, but I don't think the XFL wants to worry about having to find players if they're not on a active roster. They're they're going to want to pull a reserve, something the AF really didn't have, right? The AF, was, you know, you talk about horror stories. I forget what the name of the, the gentleman was that signed the day before the, the league went defunct. Um, that's what the AF was doing. They were going out and signing these players based on, you know, regional drafts and all that stuff. The XFL wants to have that pool of players available, especially at the beginning of the year before the NFL players need all these injured reserves and things like that. If you tie up these players on contracts and say, hey, I'll give you $200,000 or whatever the contract may be, if you just stick with me through the end of the season, that's what the XFL is doing. They're going to they're gonna hedge their bet a little bit. They're going to they're gonna get more players than what they need because injuries happen. Substitutions are going to happen. Players are not going to work out the way you thought. And you're going to have to hope that those players didn't go to the NFL because they didn't make an XFL. So that's almost like the opposite, right? They didn't make an XFL roster. Well, hey, maybe they're going to be on a practice squad of the NFL instead. So you, that- you think that the XFL, they're just uh, basically paying them to stay in shape and be in reserve in case they're needed rather than losing that talent and another league possibly picking them up, uh, hurting the quality of their play. Exactly. I think the XFL is, is, like I said, hedging their bet. They're going to get more players than they need. And they're going to want to pull players that are available that, one, they know is always going to be there. They're not going to lose them to the NFL. They're going to be in shape and they're going to be ready to play. And they're going to be up to date with the XFL rules. Not someone coming in not knowing that, hey, you threw the ball below, you know, three times before the line of scrimmage. That's a penalty. I'm just going to stop trying. They have to know how the XFL works. So I think that's where the XFL is really doing with this more so yeah. than anything else. Every league needs reserves. Just Every league of the play. And yeah, you need to have players that are ready to play in your league with your rules. You need to have players uh, that are being developed as well because the this Team 9 is also probably going to feature some players that graduate to the main rosters of the other eight teams. It's also its own mini minor league, but it's called Team 9. And that makes it makes sense. They've done it already in NFL Europe, so it's a good idea, I think, by, from Oliver Luck. I just want to know if uh, I'm going to be able to get a Team Nine jersey. That'd be that's my that's my team on a Team Nine jersey. Your shirt. Do you think it'll just be like a black silhouette of a generic looking football player? Will be yeah. their logo. Um, but this makes all the sense in the world, and uh, it's going to be interesting though to see what they get paid. Do you think that the regular XFL salary structure is going to apply to Team 9 players? We'll have to see. I would assume so. Um, <laughs> Alan, but, do you think they're going to play at the, the Star in Frisco? <laughs> they are, their, their, their practice facility is is the same practice facility as the Dallas XFL team. Oh, so. Okay, it would have been, like, been great if they played where the yeah. AAF was supposed to have their championship games. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our last bit here on the hot read to mark your calendar for January. So uh, when Team 9 and the other eight teams get put together in October, we'll have our teams. They will commence practice in the fall, as Oliver Luck has said in the past. And per Howard Balzer on Twitter, XFL training camp will take place in January in Houston. And this is going to be 17 days of joint practices uh, of all eight or I guess nine XFL teams and uh, think of it more as uh, a preseason the AAA, the AAF did something similar with a two week training camp but let's hope we get some formal preseason matchups and games between the teams in these two weeks and the good thing is also 
these teams will be practicing before training camp in January, Jake. Yeah, but is it is it still enough time? And if it's if the answer is no, how do you give them more time? Well, the draft is in October, Jake. So that's yeah, October, yeah. So that's November, December. Dra- yeah, you're drafting practice. October. You're and and practicing in late October and start November. But but training, you're saying training camps for these. I think training camps teams. are bad word. I think training camps are bad word. I think I think preseason scrimmage yeah that's type, yeah type that's of scenario is what this it, is think of it more as a preseason because there will be practices before the combined training camp so that the teams will have continuity amongst themselves and then they're going to go in and you know have the real thing against the other teams for 17 days or so in January and it's a preseason and that is totally enough time because that mimics what you got in the NFL. You got uh, the summer for training camp for your practices with just your team and you've got August with your preseason which is a little bit more than 17 days but it's uh, it's about the same deal here Jake so I I think there is enough time if that's your main question okay. for sure. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, training camp throws it off. Right? I think that's the most recognizable word, which is why they're calling it training camp. But training camp is really the practice that's going on before this. I think this is more of a, like Alan said, a preseason exhibition, scrimmages, live action against a different opponent, testing out your plays, things like that. It's not so much just hey, because you're 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 talking about bringing eight teams together, possibly nine. Um, that's going to be that, that's a preseason. You don't have practices with nine teams. Um, at that point, you're in competition mode. Yeah, and it and it also feels like I mean we didn't get the word on if the individual you know the team practices will be open to the public, but I have to feel that XFL training camp will be open at least to the media in January and hopefully to the entire public because that'd be a cool trip to, to Houston in in January. Uh, Jake, I know that. Y- there might be another trip you might be planning in Houston in the month of January. So it might coincide with with the XFL training camp. All eight teams in one city. But uh, before January, before October, uh, we do need two more head coaches. Jim Mora Jr., Iho de Jim Mora, coming in L.A. maybe next week, Bryant. Is that a rumor that's out there? Because I have not heard that. Is that, is that something that's seriously out I'm there? I'm totally making it up. I'm, I'm oh, just trying, just trying to get the ball rolling. We've, I'm just trying to get some get someone to bite. I don't know. I, I'm hoping it's Jim Mora Jr. Or, or someone with a name recognition like that. He'd be good. One more chance. You know, before I was saying no Jim Mora Jr., but the more I think about it, Brian, I'm with you. I Actually, I want him to get the job just because I know you'd be happy. It, it, look, I'm a UCLA guy, like I've said in the past. For those reasons, I'm not very happy. But I think in terms of the market, L.A., to have Jim Mora Jr., um, I, he's recognizable. Oh, man, it would be a great get for the XFL. Why wouldn't you want him? I can tell you, what, what, I'll tell you one thing. It's better than some of the other names that were thrown out earlier this week by certain um, NFL insiders. You mean Jeff Fisher, <laughs> master, master Twitter, tweeter Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it would be a little bit better. I'm still sticking with my prediction of Marv Levy, Jake. That's that's my <laughs> prediction for this week. No, I don't know. I have no no earthly clue. But, uh, Jake, next week you think we'll have a, another coach? What, what are your expectations? The NFL drafts come and gone. The, they're, 
not going to, the NFL is going to go away from the news cycle now for a while. Yeah, they are. I, I don't know. It's, yeah. are they, are they OTA started? Well, this is the dead area. This after the draft, it gets dead. Yeah, for the dead NFL. area for the NFL is like, dead area is like, uh, yeah, don't know. No. I think it's a 50 that we're going to get start. So the NFL right now is goes through this little dead period, but there's tons of news. All these rookies are going to get signed. There's plenty of – you don't think the the New York the New York media market's going to uh, bash uh, the Giants when they sign their, their first-round pick, Daniel Jones? I mean, come on. That, that's going to be like – let's yeah, cover the gonna, stories for a week. No, nah, but see, the NFL is not going to have anything close to what the dra- how big the draft is until like July uh, and camps get going um, because well, New York market, they can only bash Dave Gettleman so much. They're going to switch over and focus on the Knicks getting Kevin Durant or something and the, the, there's going to be this dead period. There's always a dead period between after the draft and July in the NFL. There's going to be plenty of opportunity for the XFL to make some big announcements like TV deals, jerseys, uh, team names, all of that. That's all coming up. Uh, these are these months are going to be really, really busy, I think, the next two months for the XFL. But maybe not next week. I think we're going to have another relaxed week next week. Another one, you think? One more, yes, and then we, maybe we'll get another and then coach. All hands on deck after that. Oh yeah, especially with colors, how- logos, television rights. Maybe a president next week. Yeah, we need president. some presidents. That's light, that's light and airy. We could take a president. We only have what four right now? Five? Who do we have? Uh, we yeah, we've got a president in Seattle, L.A., New York, uh, Tampa. Did we get one in Tampa? I think yeah, we got think one we in did. Tampa. Washington yeah, DC. No, we didn't get one in Tampa. Oh, DC. We got DC. Okay. So we need so I think we we're four. Ha- we're halfway four. there. Yeah. With the presidents and two coaches to go and a uh, whole bunch of news to come out. Um, I'm looking forward most though to those dates we talked about. October, the players and training camp in January. Exciting stuff. Everybody, thank you for listening. Remember, subscribe to the podcast. This is the XFL show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, any podcast platform you prefer. We're there. And just hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends if they're football freaks. This is the show for them. And, of course, the Patreon is just jacked up. Lit, as the cool kids say. Full of content. Uh, XFL and even non-XFL football talk all over there. All the football talk you can handle. Anything left to say, Brian? Uh, it's been a it's been a great week with the uh, with the draft. The XFL's going to start turning on content. I'm ready. Uh, strap your seatbelts. What is it? Strap strap your seatbelts, ladies and gents. We're we're, we're in it. It's going to be a great summer. I fasten my I, I fasten my seatbelt. Yeah, is that what it is? It. I don't know. Sure. Click it or ticket. Click it or ticket. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's at least in these parts. You you don't fall asleep on airplanes. <laughs> is what I've heard. Yeah, you got anything, Jake? Besides PSAs. I can't be clicker or tick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I beat. All right. Well, I just want to say, uh, Eli, if you're listening, think about it. The XFL could be a league molded in your image and your chance to break out from the shadow of your brother Peyton. Think about it while that kid Daniel Jones tries to take your job. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. For Bryant, for Jake, I'm Alan. This 
is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening.